Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Communications Project Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Justinian Mason. He's the Business Development Manager at Vanxed Talent Network, which is a job recruiting platform specifically for the cannabis industry. Nice to have you on the show today, Justinian. Thank you. Happy to be on here. Yes, yes, absolutely. I got to meet you in person at our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo this summer in San Jose. Uh, so it's a pleasure to be talking to you some more today on the podcast. Um, Let's start by getting to know a little bit more about you, your background, uh, what kind of work or what kind of things you were doing before you got involved in, in the cannabis industry and the cannabis movement. Yeah, so I guess you can say I am from a non-traditional cannabis state. Um, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, born mm-hmm. and raised. Um, got a chance to actually go to upstate New York and uh, receive my degree and play football in college. Um, but after <clears throat> receiving my degree, I actually moved back home and got into the staffing and recruiting industry. Um, I've been doing staffing and recruiting for about six years now in all industries, pretty much from manufacturing, aerospace, logistics, um, all the way to healthcare and tech, and of course now cannabis. So, uh, you know, impacting a recruiting and staffing world and industry, but I've primarily been on a sales or account management side, really dealing more with clients and companies, uh, helping mm-hmm. them really understand what's going on and what's needed versus dealing heavily with the candidates. Uh, but if you work in staffing and recruiting, uh, by all means, you are a recruiter, no matter what your role is. So obviously having a lot of great conversations with great people throughout the board. Yep, it's it's people across all industries. We are still human beings, no matter what industry we work in, I suppose. <laughs> yep, 100%. And everyone needs to hire, no matter what the industry is. Yes. And uh, I think as a lot of people know, our industry is creating jobs at lightning speed. So it's nice to be a job creating industry, this, despite being federally illegal. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's it's exciting to see because all the creation happening now, you know, you can only imagine what's going to happen once it is fully regulated and legal. You know, it's, it's the, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Great. So is there a reason that you decided to go work for Vangst and serve the cannabis industry? Is there is there an inspirational reason why you decided cannabis would be would be a good shift uh, from other industries to, yeah. to work in? So I, I got introduced to cannabis through athletics, um, you know, had a successful career in college, but unfortunately um, ended due to injury. And even before that happened, I actually had a couple of rough concussions that really oh, made it hard no. for me to focus, made it hard for me to sleep. Um, I was having some headaches and migraines and uh, a teammate of mine recommended cannabis and, and that was a game changer. 
Um, so I always saw it from a, a, you know, good for you perspective, from a medical perspective. Of course, you know, I have my fun with it as well, but that's how I got introduced. Um, and as I transitioned back home from college, as I got into staffing recruiting, um, I, I, some conversations had already started happening. I visited California and kind of seen what was going on out here. Um, but it was actually conversations with my then boss and president of the company about cannabis. Um, Cincinnati back in 2015 was actually voting to possibly decriminalize it, which mm -hmm. we recently did this year. Um, but funny that we were voting back in 2015. So conversations like that led to me thinking, hmm, when this industry starts to grow and build, they're going to need some sort of staffing and recruiting. Um, so I eventually moved out to California to try and get in the industry. It took a while, um, and I definitely got distracted by, you know, so much that's going on within the industry. Uh, thought I would work retail, thought I would sell for a brand for a while. But what ultimately led me to Vanks was the fact that it was really what I had done in the past, you know, staffing, recruiting, sales, um, just in the cannabis industry. And then thinking back to my background, being from a non-traditional cannabis state, and then, you know, on a deeper level, first generation with Caribbean parents, it was a much comfortable conversation saying, hey, I work for a staffing recruiting company that happens to impact cannabis versus saying, hey, I work for a natural cannabis brand. So those are some of the main reasons. Got it. And it must feel really nice to be able to combine your your professional skill set with something you're actually super passionate about. I mean, maybe you are passionate about healthcare and manufacturing, but I mean, <laughs> you, you actually have a personal story about how cannabis helped you, which, you know, makes you <laughs> makes you an activist an advocate yeah. uh, with a personal story and in fact anybody even if they don't have a personal story once you start working in the industry you you kind of you get your activist card <laughs> in the mm -hmm. mail right away um, it's it's part of one of the obligations and responsibilities I think of of being in the industry so it must feel really really good to be able to combine all those skills with your your passion it, it really does. I mean, I, I had an old mentor and coach who used to say, if you love what you do, you'll never day work. You'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like I've kind of been in that mode where I, I grind, I do, you know, I work hard, but I'm not actually working, uh, you know, since I stepped into the industry. So it's really cool. And then, you know, staffing and recruiting, like literally what we do is get people jobs. We're helping grow the economy, grow businesses, grow people's lives, you know, personally, professionally, financially. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a crazy satisfying experience in itself. Absolutely. And it, it's definitely a lot of hard work. I mean, everyone I know in the industry is hustling and putting in long hours. But, you know, when, when, when you go home for the day, uh, it feels really good. And mm -hmm. you feel like you got a lot done rather than feeling drained, I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> at least that's how I feel. Definitely. Same here. <laughs> cool. So, so you're working with Vangst and, and you're getting to combine your skills with your, with your passion and your role there is the business development manager. So yeah, let's, let's talk more about that day-to-day -day grind about, about your role there and, and just what's going on with the company in general and, and how you're serving the industry. You guys are getting pretty big now. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think when I joined you know, less than two years ago, I was around employee 25-ish, and now we're getting close to 75. Um, so we're primarily based out of Denver. I sit in LA, and, and we've got a smaller team on the West Coast. Um, so as West Coast Business Development Manager, like I mentioned earlier, I'm focused mainly on clients, on the businesses, 
um, and helping them and really our team internally understand how, why, where they're growing, what's the timeline. Um, like I mentioned, all companies in this industry are growing. All companies in this industry are startups in some way, shape, or form. So everyone's growing at a different pace. So I, I kind of see myself as a consultant despite my job title. It's less of a, a you know, it's more of a yes, Mr. Manager, I understand you need to grow. Let's work and talk about the best way to do that. Um, so it, it's a very consultative role. And I love it because I, you know, at Vanks, we get to touch all aspects of the industry, retail, cultivation, distribution. We even work with ancillary businesses as well. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to my manufacturing days when I was walking around plants and, you know, checking out cool machines, I get to do that as well in cannabis. I get to go on grow tours and check out facilities, um, not just to really understand more of what the business is doing, but also to learn a little bit more about the environment, the culture, so then we can better recruit and better find people to fit that. Um, when, when it comes down to recruiting, you know, job descriptions and, and a lot of roles and jobs these days are getting pretty black and white where you can either do something or can't. And a lot of companies are looking for the same thing. So understanding the culture, the feel of, uh, of a business, you know, whether they have an on-site break room or not, that will matter to some people. So being able to uncover a lot of those things up front mm. so we can better support candidates, companies, and the whole industry is a big part of what I do. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of, uh, you know, going to businesses in person, a lot of talking to people over the phone and, and discovering what's going on. Um, a lot of events, <laughs> so many events. I mean, in cannabis, that's the best way to really get to know people and, and get to really see things firsthand um, in an efficient way. So all over the map. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess these companies are, are finding themselves growing kind of quickly and and do, do most companies know what they need or is that part of that consulting element you were mentioning where you're helping suss out okay exactly what do you need and when mm -hmm. so yeah it's a combination a lot of people will come to us will say hey i have you know xyz position that i need to hire i need to hire sales reps and some brand ambassadors great we can help you with that but a lot of what I do is, and a lot of what we do is, you know, we'd love to help you with that, but we're looking to be long-term partners. You know, we want to grow with companies to, to help them get to a thousand employees and we want to be that long-term partner. So it's great. We'll definitely help you with those sales and brand ambassadors, but how can we really help you grow on your manufacturing front? How can we, you know, maybe help you get a manager in place who can help you manage that staff? Maybe, you know, get a couple of internal HR partners who can really partner with us internally to help drive things forward. So, um, you know, a lot of people will come to us with that immediate need, that thing that's right there in front of us, but we do try and work proactively. Um, and a lot of it, you know, where it's a candidate driven market, no matter what industry you work in, candidates have what I'll call the power, you know, unemployment's pretty low, great people are out there, a lot of smart, intelligent degree individuals. So, a lot of what we're doing is saying, hey, I understand you need to hire these people, but there's a lot of great people out there that are ready to get in the industry now. Is there a space for them? Totally. So, you know, helping people kind of see that larger picture is a big thing. But to that point, we'll have companies that come to us and say, hey, here's a hiring plan for the next year. How do we make this happen? 
Nice. Some yeah. people know what they want. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And, and, and bef before we jump to commercial, yeah. um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of um, executives out there that will relate to what I'm about to say. They've been wearing 15 hats for the last couple of years, and their <laughs> their team is probably begging them to just hire an assistant finally, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I mean, like I said, it's a startup industry. I wear three different hats on any given day myself. Yeah. Um, so I can only imagine, imagine what some of these owners and operators are going through. Um, and that's exactly what we're here for. We're a partner. We're a resource. Um, you know, we're, we're here to really be there when you need us. But also, you know, we're that everyday partner as well. And, you know, we're flexible. You know, you mentioned executives. I feel like we've um, just naturally a lot of people think those salaried roles those full-time roles. And that's, you know, a big part of our business. That's our direct hire function. But that platform aspect of us, what we call Vanks Gigs, is we're actually helping a lot of companies grow with their hourly staff, with those mm -hmm. production needs, um, with those temporary needs as they're building and, and expanding and, you know, sometimes decreasing their staff as a lot of startups will do. Sure, um, so it's helping sure. companies grow in a lot of ways, but also it's helping a lot of candidates step into the industry because you can start a short-term assignment, get some great experience, and then be on your way. Awesome, awesome. Cool, we're gonna take that quick commercial break and be right back, stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, talking with Justinian Mason from Vanks Talent Network. Uh, so Vangst is one of a handful of staffing and recruiting firms that focus on the cannabis industry. And there's a lot of people out there who are excited that they can actually go get a job in the cannabis industry and get a real paycheck and, and perhaps even benefits in some cases. It's like mind blowing from where we were 10 years ago. Yep. Um, but for all those people, and I know plenty of, of my old friends and schoolmates that are curious and hit me up on Facebook. Like, so what's that basic advice you would give to someone who really wants to get a job in the cannabis industry at this point and hasn't yet done so? Maybe they're making a career change. Yeah. And I, I had a clear answer and I thought of something um, before my answer as you're, you know, going through that question. But the first thing I'll say is find out what you are passionate about. Find out what your personal, like specialized knowledge is. Um, you know, I mentioned my story. I moved out here again in the industry, was looking at retail, was looking at brands. Um, and it wasn't until I kind of tripped and fell and applied for a role through Vanks that I went back and saw, oh wait, there's a staffing company for cannabis. <laughs> and it was it was what I love to do. It's what I'm passionate about, it's what I'm skilled at, and it's it was a great transition. So I think the first step is before you step into the industry, really figure out if cannabis didn't exist, what would I what would my five year plan be? What would I want to do with my career? Then bring cannabis back into it. And now number two, do your research, do your homework. You know, like I mentioned, I didn't know there was a staffing recruiting company specifically for cannabis, but had I did, I probably would have applied to that come to Vanks first. So, Light bulb moment, I'm yep. sure. <laughs> yep. So and and you know, once I stepped into the industry within my first, you know, I argue that my first year in, in cannabis, I learned more than I have in like the past five. But you know, you learn so much going through it. So once you really lock in, okay, this is what I'm about, this is what I want to do regardless and loop cannabis back into it and then start doing the research. You know, my searches back then probably would have been cannabis staffing companies rather than just cannabis sales jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so find your passion, find your specialized knowledge, start doing the research. I, I love Google. <laughs> so Google things, you know, Google cannabis branding agencies, cannabis, you know, production jobs. If you're an engineer, cannabis engineering, and you'd be surprised what pops up. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely doing your research and, and going in knowledgeable. I mean, it's, it's hard to really understand unless you're actually in it. But when you can do a little bit more, it, it definitely helps. That makes sense. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, as, as with any industry you'd like to work in, do, do the research, um, meet people, ask questions, right? Um, so as, as you're going along here and comparing the cannabis industry and the kinds of professional needs that these companies have. I'm, I'm curious if there is a bucket of skills or core competencies that would be necessary um, that, that are maybe even unique to the cannabis industry that candidates should have. Is there anything like that or is it, is it just all over the place? So I think the unique cannabis core competencies, they really only come into play when the product is involved, mm -hmm. you know, if you're touching the plant, plant yeah. yeah, if you're, mm -hmm. if you're in the cult, if you're a cultivator, 
it's one of those things where you either have cultivation experience or you do not have cultivation experience. I do not. <laughs> no one, no one's coming from left field and hobbing and being a cultivator. Right. Um, so in those cases, you know, there are those core competencies, but I'd say overall, you know, going back to what we said earlier, it's a startup industry. It's, it's, it's a brand new industry. It's an federally illegal industry still. So mm -hmm. I think the main core competencies are based on that. We talked about one, which is that passion and the ad advocacy. Um, you can't be in this industry if you are not a supporter, a supporter of cannabis that, you know, just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but once you get in it, you'll find that whether it's not for the whole industry, whatever your brand, whatever your product is, whatever company you're a part of, you, you have to be uh, an advocate. You have to be a rep. You have to be, you know, a cheerleader for it. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, so I'd say that's one. But, you know, going back to that startup, that new industry, you have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. Um, you can't come in and expect a nine to five and expect to have clear, you know, job duties. Obviously you have your responsibilities, but you're going to have to go above and beyond, um, because that's what a lot of these companies need to, to get to that next level. Ability um, to work in a fast paced environment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, cool. it's, and the thing is fast paced. I wouldn't even... I don't even think you know this. I don't even think that does it justice. <laughs> Lightning speed industry yep. where every year feels like dog years. <laughs> yep, 100%. And you might be doing something one year a certain way and the next way, next year it's a little different. Uh-huh, uh-huh, totally. Yep. Uh, so I want to bring up another really important topic uh, that the cannabis industry is really um, focused on, particularly this last year or two, especially. Um, it, and that's opening up business opportunities and employment opportunities for those who have been most impacted by the war on drugs. So this is equity and diversity issues that are on our minds as we're building this new industry together. And as we see other states come online, like Massachusetts and um, the city of Oakland, California, their programs are setting aside a certain number of direct-to-plant licenses for people of color. But the, that's more the ownership level. Um, so when we're talking about hiring a team, a, a staff, um, how does social equity come into play at that level of staffing and recruiting? Yeah, and I think Massachusetts and Oakland are two great examples. Um, Oakland, I can speak a little bit more to with me being in California, but the same way that there are you know, rules and mandates for ownership, there's also rules like that for candidates as well, where you're you know, essentially required to hire a certain amount of your staff within that equity lane. Um, so things like that are huge. Um, when it just comes down to clear diversity, you know, not just physical diversity, but that diversity of thought, um, that's huge in any company, but especially cannabis. I, I know there's statistics, they've done research outside of the industry where the more diverse companies are oftentimes the more successful. So I think that companies should be encouraged and they should feel encouraged and they should feel proud of, you know, hiring on that group of individuals. Um, you know, just playing a pure numbers game, there are way more opportunities to impact the industry internally and through your work than there are as an owner. I think recently LA just went through their rounds of applications for the social equity. And I want to say we had close to 2000 applicants wow. for around 200 licenses. So mm -hmm. right there, what are those, you know, 1800 people who don't get it? What are they going to do? You know, 
naturally the route is, is, you know, how do you get an internal? I kind of see it as being an entrepreneur. I I consider myself that, you know, how do you get within uh, a company? How do you gain great experience? How do you still have that business owner mentality? And then in five, 10 years, if you still have that, that passion, that need, that, that want to start a business, by all means do so. But at that point, you'll have knowledge, you'll have experience, you'll have resources and network. Um, So I, I think companies should definitely feel encouraged to, really drive that forward and and how do you create avenues you could because they do exist in other industries um you know avenues as far as getting former offenders into the workforce and manufacturing and things like that um you know how do we recreate some of those avenues i'm all about you know taking something that works and (laughs) calling it something different (laughs) totally uh yeah that makes perfect sense thanks for sharing that um, so we have about a minute before our next commercial break. Um, and see, uh, it's a little bit of a change of subject, but to think about the future also. Um, NCIA's 10-year anniversary is coming up next year in 2020, and we're already really excited thinking about that. It's just so impactful. So we've been asking people to not only think on all the progress we've made in the last 10 years, but also where are we going to be in 10 years or what would you like to see in 10 years in our industry? Oof. Yeah. Big questions. I know. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't Go even deep. know. I, I couldn't even tell you what's going to happen in 30 days, let alone 10 years, but what totally. I would love to see, you know, without a doubt, I, I really, I, I know it will be federally legalized. I'd be disappointed if it's not. Um, what I would really love to see, and I think this is, you know, directly impacting that is the destigmatization. Uh, yeah, destigmatization of the plant, of the product. Um, I think that comes with research. I'd really love to see that specifically in sports, um, in the military, and definitely within healthcare. Um, being from the Midwest, being from Cincinnati, uh, the place has been pretty heavily impacted by the opioid crisis. I would love to see some some things rectified in that lane directly from cannabis, from hemp, from CBD, all of that. Um, you know, kind of going off of our social equity conversation, I would love equity first to be a mandate, no matter what the state is. If, if mm-hmm. you are looking to operate or own a cannabis business or even have it in your regulations as a state, equity has to be first. I couldn't agree more. All right. We're going to take that last commercial break and be right back to wrap up our chat with Justinian Mason of Vanks Talent Network. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back and we're wrapping up our chat with Justinian Mason of Vanks Talent Network today. Um, thanks for the really good talk. And I, I think the advice that you gave in the last segment will be really helpful, not just for uh, those that are actually looking for a job in the industry, but also the the owners and those um, trying to grow their team. So thanks for that. Um, it, it makes me think about NCIA's growth too. I've, I've mentioned this on other episodes. Um, I started working here in 2014, so five and a half, six years ago almost, and I think I was employee number five. And we we are almost at 30 employees also um, today. So it's, it's a, it's a scale up and it's so rapid and, uh, it's, it's so exciting though. And our, our membership rosters, I think were in the hundreds at that time. And now we have nearly 2000 companies across the country and beyond as NCIA members. And Vangst has been a member for several years now as well. Um, I know you, you were at our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo in San Jose. That's our biggest conference of the year. Um, let's just talk about Vanks um, Talent Network's membership and, and how you interact with NCIA and why being part of a national association that's doing this advocacy work at the federal level is important for your company. Yeah. It's it's huge for our company because we you know we're a national company and in some ways we're an international company. We work with companies in Canada, um, but because we are ancillary ourselves, because we do support all verticals of the industry. You know, being a part of NCIA, NCIA is huge. You know, that expo is a great opportunity for us to get in front of a lot of ancillary, a lot of supportive businesses like us that we don't normally get to talk to. Um, I kind of see it as this, almost like that verified check mark on Instagram or Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. When you see when I'm going through a company, you know, prospecting, and I see that on their website, it's almost like a sigh, a sigh of relief. It's like okay, they 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 represent the right things. They're going about it the right way. Um, 
but also, you know, focusing back on banks. I mentioned earlier we're, we're impacting lives, we're impacting the economy. Um, you know, I personally got a chance with a couple of team members to go out to the NCIA lobby days in DC and have conversations um, with policyholders or policymakers and, and regulation makers about how what we're doing, staffing and recruiting, is is impacting the global economy and, and the industry. So that level of conversation, I don't think that would have happened in any other capacity. Um, so to be able to have that network and that reach through NCIA is insanely valuable. <clears throat> and I do want to mention, um, there's uh, somebody on your team who is a member of our newly formed Diversity and Equity Committee. We have these uh, member-driven committees like the Marketing and Advertising Committee, the Banking and Finance Committee, all that stuff. And we've added four new committees for this 2019 to 2020 term. And one of those is the Diversity and Equity Committee. Um, so th shout out to the Vanks team member who is on our committee. And I yeah. look forward to uh, working with them on some blogs <laughs> and some podcasts. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to <laughs> say that's my my partner Brett. He's up in Oakland, our social impact manager, and and nice. you know, as, as a talent resource, as a recruiting resource, you know, we want to be that bridge that helps you know everyone have a have a fair shot. Absolutely appreciate that. So, um, yep, those the lobby days. Love lobby days. We're we're already excited about next year's lobby days, of course. Um, everybody start planning to go to D.C. next April or May, please. <laughs> uh, I know it's a long ways off, but it's a big trip. Um, I, I, but next month, um, actually this month in August and next month in September, we've got several smaller events going on. These are the nice evening networking receptions. It is free for NCIA members to register and attend. And uh, with the industry socials, non-members can attend for a ticket fee. Um, but the Cannabis Caucus events are intended to be members only with an exception made for a few people, maybe some guests here and there, if you're looking to join NCIA. Um, so if you want to come meet NCIA staff and some local NCIA members, please check out our website, thecannabisindustry.org, and navigate to our events section. Uh, we are going to have our Heartland tour of our industry socials. We're going to be there in August. We'll be there in Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, and Austin throughout the month of August. So uh, register today if you'd like to attend those. And we will also be doing our uh, long-running evening networking receptions called the Cannabis Caucus, which is a little bit more um, policy-focused with guest speakers, getting federal policy update in a presentation. Uh, that is in September, and we will be in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Ann Arbor, and Boston. Uh, so mark your calendars, head over to our events section, and start making your plans to join us there. And then, of course, our California-focused conference, which is the California Cannabis Business Conference, is coming up in October. Uh, so people are still trying to navigate what's going on in California. This conference is focused on navigating that market. Uh, we'll have 200 plus exhibitors and over 100 speakers. 
uh, chatting. So there's some early bird discounts going on through August 31st, um, pretty much half price, half the door price. So now's a good time to grab those tickets. Um, yeah, Justinian, thank you again for being really active in NCIA and um, be participating in this podcast as well. And I, uh, I look forward to seeing you and your team at some of our future events. So for those that are interested in learning more about Vangst, where should they go on the interwebs? Yeah, you can check us out uh, online at vangst.com, V-A-N-G-S-T.com. We're on LinkedIn as well. And then our Instagram is vangsttalent, at vangsttalent on Instagram. But I'd say our website has a lot of really great information. And then uh, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. I'm likely the only Justinian you'll find there. So pretty easy to look up. I like it. I like it. I just thought of this question before we wrap. Does Vangst mean anything? Is is it, uh, does it stand yes. for anything? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the uh, correct pronunciation is Vangst. It's uh, oh. Dutch for catch, Dutch for to catch, for capturing candidates and bringing the industry. Ah, <laughs> uh, mystery solved. Thank yes. you for that. <laughs> there we go. And for those who didn't know, our logo is a fish. I love it. Oh, God, it all makes sense now. Thank you for that. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks again for being on the show. um, And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.